Welcome back, everybody. It is your friendly foreign agent here to deliver to you your favorite flavor of propaganda. So without further ado, let's get into the first article that's being reported in RBK or RBC.ru. The Washington Post learned about the discussion with the head of the CIA of Kiev's plans for negotiations with Moscow. This is referencing a, an article in the Washington Post. Uh, the key part of all this um, news, uh, I'm not really going to call it news, it seems more like deluded wish lists uh, and aims. It says here, military planners in Kiev have relayed to Burns and others bullish confidence in their aim to retake substantial territory by the fall move artillery and missile systems near the boundary line of Russian-controlled Crimea, these are the words of the Washington Post, and push further into eastern Ukraine, and then open negotiations with Moscow. This isn't the first time we've heard about CIA Director Burns's secret, then not-so-secret trips to Kiev, and then some of the bizarre things that come out of it. The quote down at the bottom, according to a senior a senior Ukrainian official, quote, Russia will only negotiate if it feels threatened. Well, that's probably true, but how are you going to get to that point? We may discuss one tactic later in, uh, in the news stories that we've got that might go along that lines, but if it's through breaking through the Russian defensive lines, given the losses that Ukraine has suffered already and before they've even reached the first line of defense, again, uh, the, these articles coming out now just seem to be based more in delusion than they do in reality. If we move over uh, again to Kiev, but now uh, we have the Prime Minister of Spain reported to have arrived in Kiev on the first day of his country's EU presidency. Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez arrived in Kiev on the first day of the country's presidency of the EU Council. Uh, all these quotes are saying on Twitter is already in Kiev. Uh, he noted that he would support Ukraine and its people until peace came. And earlier it became known the Spanish government cannot help Ukraine, either with the transfer of F-16 fighters or with the training of Ukrainian pilots on these aircraft. So why the devil, as he made the pilgrimage, and potentially going to suffer the effects of the Zelensky curse? I'm sure we'll find out in the coming days with later releases. Zelensky, meanwhile, has been pretty busy. Uh, reportedly today, on July the 1st, has dismissed the heads of four Kiev districts. Now, that's uh, not necessarily the mayor. Don't think that's Klitschko, although he has had his position threatened. Uh, the quote here is, Order on the release from the temporary duties of the head of the Podolsk Regional State Administration in the city of Kiev, Sergei Kovalenko. This is Rianovsky. Uh, other documents uh, speak of the dismissal of Pavel Bibi, Sergei Pavlovsky, and Dmitry Ratnikov from the post of heads of the respective districts of Kiev. Now, knowing that after CIA Director Burns' previous trip, where did they not discuss missing billions of dollars? And uh, Zelensky was told, um, I I'm going to say in no uncertain terms, but very firmly, that these corrupt generals needed to go. And sure enough, shortly after, some of these generals that were driving around Kiev in new Mercedes, Bentleys, Maybachs, etc., they were suddenly dismissed. Are these guys that were maybe skimming a little bit too much off the top? 
again, I'm just speculating here, but that was something that occurred after the previous visit from CIA Director Burns, and I do wonder if once more Burns has had to go there and say, look, we're going we're gonna to keep the money laundering operation going as long as we can, but you know, you've got to cut these guys out of the deal because they're just taking the mick. Let's move over uh, on the topic of money. Uh, just something to bear in mind, the dollar rose above 89 rubles for the first time since March 2022. Dollar exchange rate on the Moscow exchange rose to 89.19 rubles for the first time since March. Now, it's not just the dollar, actually, uh, that has been, uh, well, climbing. When it's USD slash RUB, uh, the dollar here at 1905 MSK was at 89.55 rubles. If we go down to the rubles to yuan, it's at 1905, same time, 12.33. And down on the euro, this is what has surprised me the most, the euro to the ruble at 1900 MSK, I believe, last night. Uh, that was the 30th of June. At 97.80. Wow. Uh, so the ruble has weakened quite dramatically uh, in the recent days. The other thing that's weakened quite dramatically, uh, Ukraine has completely exhausted the World Bank quota. Again, this is reported in Russia today. Uh, this was reported yesterday, late yesterday evening, June 30th at 2200 hours. Ukraine has completely exhausted its quota in the World Bank, and new funding comes from grants or guarantees from donor countries. Quote, Ukraine has already fully chosen its country quota in the World Bank shared the source of the agency. According to him, the main guarantors and donor countries for Ukraine are the countries of the European Union and the G7. So uh, that's, it seems to be that certainly the World Bank is tapped out. Uh, and wasn't Germany also trying to say the same thing a while back, but um, usually Schultz complains and then carries on going, as seems to be the case. Uh, we have a recent uh, summit in Denmark where Sergei Lavrov, Lavrov has commented in a previous um, update. I told you about how um, it was posited that the West was trying to go for a diplomatic defeat of Russia and trying to sway BRICS countries. Well, Sergei Lavrov announced the refusal of the countries of the South to sign statements after the summit in Denmark. By this, I believe he means these primarily BRICS countries. According to Lavrov, the West has publicly announced its plans to pull the countries of the global South, including the BRICS countries, to its side on the Ukrainian issue so that the peace treaty will be concluded according to the so-called Zelensky formula. Well, uh, quite rightly, these countries have decided not to get on this um, lunacy uh, train that the the West is trying to get on side. And again, given that none of this included Russia uh, at this, I believe at this summit, then it was all just sort of a fart in the breeze, in my opinion, a waste of time. Uh, Polish authorities have expressed concern about the presence of PMC Wagner in Belarus. A lot of hoo-ha is being made about this, uh, about Wagner's presence. Uh, in Poland, they fear that the fight of the Wagner PMC may destabilize the situation in the country. Now, do forgive me, but on Glavny.tv, there's something a bit nonsensical here. Uh, maybe this is down to translation or something got garbled. The next sentence reads, To do this, attack aircraft located in Belarus can use African migrants, according to the Financial Times. Fortunately, the Financial Times behind a paywall, so I couldn't actually go in to look at the primary source to see quite what happened there. I know Wagner have been active in Africa, but I 
I'm not sure. And even the quote uh, from Poland mentions migrants, not specifically African migrants. It says, can they push through even more migrants? It's possible. The question is how much profit they will get from this procedure, because this is a group that is mainly motivated by profit. According to a government official for Poland, the risk of an escalation of forced migration is directly related to the number of Wagner PMC fighters who are in Minsk. Really quite odd. Again, I don't know why attack aircraft is mentioned there. Um, Bit of a bizarre story, but I mention it because clearly the Poles are somewhat rattled as they are now calling for thermonuclear bombs to be deployed on Polish territory. Um, Let's take a look at this article here in Gazeta.ru. They want to be like Belarus. Why does Poland and need thermonuclear bombs from the USA. Polish Prime Minister Morawiecki uh, asked NATO to deploy American nuclear bombs in the country. Uh, Medvedev has come out and commented on this. The deployment of nuclear weapons in Poland threatens to use them. Uh, essentially, what he's saying is, well, you know, once they have them, uh, they'll probably use them. The request to deploy nuclear weapons in Poland threatens only one, says Medvedev. Uh, Such weapons will be used, Medvedev wrote in his Telegram channel. But on the theme of nuclear sort of provocations, it's actually Maria Zakharova uh, who's come out. I've shared this post in Telegram. Uh, Maria Zakharova says additional devices have been installed in Kiev to measure radiation, city officials said. Recently, in a number of regions of Ukraine, exercises began in case of an accident at the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant. Kiev authorities are preparing to commit another terrorist attack. This is something I've reported. Russia has been warning about for uh, a past week at least, if not longer, um, certainly when it came to the case of shelling. But after the Kharkovka Dam, uh, the next target it appeared to be the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant where uh, it was claimed that some sabotage would happen and of course by trying to raise radiation levels and um, the Ukrainian authorities saying if anything happens to the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant it'll be Russia and considered using nuclear weapons. So we have Poland requesting the US nuclear weapons and then potentially, possibly, uh, allegedly, uh, reportedly uh, what could be an engineered provocation regarding the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant. Well, talking of meltdowns, uh, if we move over to France, this is actually, these headlines are dominating Russian media. The number of detainees for last night's riots in France has risen to 1,300. It's claims here that, quote, in total, the police made 1,311 arrests, including 406 in Paris and the surrounding suburbs. Uh, Previously, it was reported about 994. Now, Elon Musk has um, weighed in. Uh, Elon Musk was shocked by the number of weapons held by protesters in France. Musk suggested that protesters in France are using illegal or stolen weapons. Quote, where did they get all the weapons? Question mark. Uh, asked an American businessman on his Twitter, according to Gazetta.ru. He noted that gun ownership for ordinary c- uh, citizens in Europe is extremely limited, but still present. Musk suggested that most of the weapons used by the protesters could have been stolen or smuggled into France illegally. Well, let's have a look at some of the models of these weapons. I've personally not seen them. I've not seen much of the footage coming out of France. Um, But I would wager 
that I think I know where the source is. <laughs> and it may come from Ukraine. Uh, and they may, in fact, be an American weapons if they are indeed uh, these black market weapons, as Elon Musk seems to claim. Uh, and I'd invite your comments there because, again, I haven't seen this any footage to verify uh, the use of weapons by protesters. The All I heard regarding weapons was that this 17-year-old um, boy was shot by traffic police for, quote, refusing to comply. Uh, there have been some warnings uh, coming out of the United States, according to Rio Novosti, where it claims time is running out. The United States warned Macron about the dangerous situation in France. Now, this is actually a New York Times columnist that said this. It's not like the U.S. authorities have said that, though quite possibly they have as well. French President Emmanuel Macron needs to resolve the situation in the country as soon as possible in order to prevent more dangerous consequences, writes Roger Cohen. The French leader, who is due to leave for a two-day state visit for Germany on Sunday, he doesn't seem to want to be president of france does he he seems to be preferring to go to elton john concerts and things like this really baffling stuff needs to restore order quickly enough to avoid declaring a state of emergency which would be seen as an admission that a government has lost control of the situation in his opinion the divisions in france may turn out to be too deep and resentment against macron is too acute for healing in the country to become possible also note, is there not a document, not a documentary, a film on Netflix, uh, which I think was released about a year ago, I was told by a friend on Telegram who showed me the trailer, about Arabs and um, Africans fighting in Paris. And uh, lo and behold, it seems that these events seemingly come to pass. Ah, I'm not going to go into conspiracy theory, but uh, it did seem a bit eerie that this, this uh, rather accurate sort of portrayal that seems to be coming... Uh, coming to effect there in Paris at the moment. Lastly, uh, in the previous episode, I mentioned about the strange case of a 28-year-old vice president of, I believe it was Loco Bank in Moscow, falling out of a window in Russia. Well, lo and behold, if not yesterday, uh, it was reported the son of Mikhail Efremov, Nikolai, fell out of the window of an apartment on the third floor in Moscow. Uh, son of actor Mikhail Efremov, Nikolai fell from the window of an apartment on the third floor of Proletarsky Prospect in Moscow. It's reported by TASS. The man was taken to the hospital in critical condition. It actually seems very serious, according from, to what the doctors are saying. Quote, the incident happened the day before on Proletarsky Prospect. Nikolai Efremov fell out of the window of an apartment on the third floor. The man explained to the doctors that he had fallen by accident, the source said. According to a task source, uh, Nikolai Efremov is registered in a neuropsychiatric dispensary. According to a source of the agency, the man told the ambulance staff that he fell out of the window by accident. Well, yeah, I, I don't know why windows are such a problem in Russia, but again, this is the second instance that I've come across of such a story in so many days. Um, one of the last stories I'll just mention, again, we'll just zip over to financial um, oddities. Argentina used the yuan to pay IMF debt due to problems with the dollar. Argentina used the yuan and special drawing rights to pay off debt to the International Monetary Fund due to problems with international reserves, including the dollar. This was reported by the Argentine newspaper La Nacin. Uh, the payment amounted to $2.7 billion. It was carried out on June 29th. 
The IMF confirmed receipt of the payment on June 30th, the newspaper writes. According to Lenassin, an Argentine delegation will travel to the United States next week to continue negotiations on IMF payments. In the past few years, Argentina has experienced an economic crisis. The volume of dollar reserves in the country is at a critically low level due to a sharp drop in agricultural exports due to drought and crop failure, according to Reuters. It goes on to say about how the IMF approved a $50 billion loan to Argentina to help reduce the country's budget deficit amid inflation. And then uh, in the end, the country only received $44 billion uh, and then, then looking to restructure it all. But, I mean, my first thought was, oh, is this de-dollarization? Um, apparently, according to the details, no, it's not. But I do wonder, given that Argentina uh, is kind of the global south country, whether whether everything about this story meets the eye. Last thing I point out, if you do happen to head to rt.com, specifically russian.rt.com, I looked at the top bar, and it said about Russian citizenship. It has a Russian flag, and I clicked Russian citizenship. And lo and behold, if RT, it appears, have a project where they're helping Westerners move to Russia and gain citizenship. Now, as you know, uh, I have the link bit.ly forward slash move to Russia, where uh, I refer people to immigration lawyers who can help advise people from the West if they're thinking of moving to Russia on some of the best avenues or uh, some of the most expedient or the most common ways and take into account people's own circumstances. Well, it seems RT is doing the same or similar thing and they've had quite a bit of success. There's an article on there which you'll need to have uh, maybe a translation of in Google Chrome if you have that add-on. But this says, on the eve of the anniversary of the Not One-on-One project, RT editor-in-chief Margarita Simonian assessed the results of five years of cooperation with the Ministry of Internal Affairs. She told why the project was created and how long it will last. As part of its interaction with the ministry, the TV channel helps those who cannot obtain Russian citizenship due to bureaucratic problems. And maybe this is something that can be of use to some of you viewers who are hoping perhaps to move to Russia. There's an interesting paragraph that I'll just highlight for you. In June 2021, more than 80 citizens of the United States, Canada, and Australia who wanted to obtain Russian passports applied to the editorial office. They complained about anti-family campaigns in their countries, as well as persecution for religious beliefs. At the same time, in the new version of the law, uh, quote, on citizenship of the Russian Federation, end quote, they intended to reduce the opportunities for citizens from it says here, far abroad, to obtain Russian passports in a simplified manner. Uh, And then the question is, in your opinion, is it worth introducing restrictions for this category of people? Now, we go on to have um, the response here. uh, It says, it seems to me that in the medium term, Russia will become a so-called safe haven for people who are not ready to change the sex of their children at the age of four, to tell them at five the best positions to have sex in, and in general do not want to live in all this trash that we are now seeing in the collective West. There are more and more such people. I personally know many and believe that some separate verification program should be developed for them. Given the development of social networks, it's not difficult to find out if people really came with good intentions or if this is their legend, but in fact they are here as spies or saboteurs. Now there are hundreds of people. Tomorrow there will be thousands and then millions. 
If we survive as a nation with our values, then so many people around the world who are not ready to live in this madness, which is now being imposed by Western ideology, will strive for us. Of course, we need such people. The question is how to distinguish one from the other. And here we are, back to legislation, is the response that's given. So I thought that was an interesting article there. It does appear that the RT editorial office have this project to help um, deluded dissidents and wayward Western friends. No doubt. So perhaps you can. There's even a link to submit your application on that um, on that article. So if you go to Russian.rt.com and click the Russian flag at the top, and I advise you use translation uh, to read it in English if needed. That's about all that I have for you today. Again, thank you ever so much for your support. I posted a video in Telegram, Patreon, and Locals, responding to some of your feedback of the podcast format. Uh, So thank you very much for all your comments there as we try and uh, adapt, improvise, adapt, and overcome, as the saying goes. So I I think I'll be setting up two YouTube channels, (laughs) one in the video format, which some of you prefer, and another one in the podcast format, which, as I said in the video, is uh, better distribution and sometimes easier for others. So uh, we'll keep working and striving towards uh, bringing you the other perspective, let's put it that way. So thank you all for your support. I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.